friends and foes. Welcome to Brushwork Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott, and today I have Brittany Torres here to chat with me about what is stopping you from making social media content. Brittany Torres is a mindset and marketing coach for fine artists. Brittany teaches strategies and practices to help artists get their brand online while spending less time stressing and more time in the studio. I'm so excited to have Brittany back on the podcast for a third time. You can find her at The Social Atelier and Taurus Fantasy Art, where she makes amazing sci-fi and fantasy inspired pictures. Shall we get into our today's topic? Let's go. Yeah. I'm ready. It's going to be great. It's going to be it's going to be super. Do you ever feel like, okay, I want to make so much content for my social media page. I I just want to do Pinterest posts so badly. And then you get on their website and you you're you're looking at it and you're like help. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I don't the know. technical overwhelm is real. It's real and you're like I don't know how one how to like make a freaking post, but to how to make it successful. And then you just kind of sit in that, I don't know, and you, maybe you go watch some YouTube videos and they kind of tell you how, and then you try it and you're like, nothing's working. And then you're just like, I just spent three hours trying to learn this platform all at once. And it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. So then you don't make anything else for a while on any platforms. Hello, I've done this with Pinterest <laughs> like two months ago. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's the it's the overwhelm of a new technology, right? And I think one of the reasons, honestly, why artists have really struggled with this is because we move at a slower pace. Not to say you're slow, you're not slow, but <laughs> to say that we are guided by our creative interests, our creative pursuits, our creative heart endeavors. And that moves at a slower pace than the rest of the world. And that's a lot of times why we like to hide away in our studios and create and dive in and really soak in because making artwork is a very emotional experience, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas Whereas. technology, social media, the next best thing thing the next iphone's already here right you it's moving at such a fast pace and that can make us feel so out of sync we Mm -hmm. feel a discord in the creative space because we're being asked to create our artwork but we're also being asked to create this marketing stuff so when it comes to specifically just talking about the technical skills learning the technical skills it can feel really overwhelming not just about the platform but at the fact we have to learn another skill it's like so much work just i just learned how to make reels and Mm -hmm. now you're saying i need to go make a complicated one on cap cut and i need to go use this editing tool and that tool and blah, 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 you know, just keeping up with the next best thing, the next editing thing, the next editing platform. And all of a sudden, Instagram has threads. Like, why do we need an- That's a different topic. Why do we need <laughs> another platform? But keeping up with an ever-changing, you know, current that is always flowing, always making something new when it comes to platforms, technology. Mm -hmm. You know, we forgot about Pinterest. It has resurfaced. Mm -hmm. 
as a powerhouse for artists on social media, right? Most of us aren't on it because you have to go learn another thing. And most artists are busy focusing and they're like, I just, I just I can't want to figure out what the heck I'm doing on Instagram. Don't talk to me about Pinterest, <laughs> Stephanie. Right? Don't talk to me about Twitch and podcasts and YouTube shorts. And I mean, just even talking about it. I need an app. a little crazy. <laughs> I need an app to keep track of my other apps. Yeah. So, so learning the technical skills of being on all these platforms and positioning yourself in a really good spot, mm-hmm. incorporating everything we talked about last episode, like scheduling and, um, you know, understanding your creative pressures, just the daunting the daunting overwhelm of having to get on and learn a new platform really stops people and especially stops artists from getting on social media, from creating content and moving forward. You know, when I started out this business, it was not the social atelier. Really? It was, was, yeah. it, It was Phoenix brand management. Oh, I had, yeah. Oh yeah. It had a whole story about how like, I, my branding was the beginning. Okay. It was the beginning. Okay. But I had this whole idea that we were, you know, we were rebranding you. We were bringing you back out of the ashes of where you burnt out literally as an artist <laughs> and we're rising back up. Not bad. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it could work, but I, I did brand management. So I did the work for artists. Mm-hmm. I, I have since moved away from that. But at the beginning, I ran people's social media accounts. And this was mostly for artists who had never been on Instagram before. And they found the platform itself so kind of overwhelming, daunting, and didn't didn't understand the purpose of being on it really. Mm-hmm. So I I managed it for them and got them on and got them started and then eventually passed the reins on to them. Sometimes people just need help. That's true. Getting back on getting on, getting on these platforms finding you know tutorials and lessons that actually make sense youtube is your best friend youtube is the university of youtube is so good (laughs) i have so i have master's degrees from the university of youtube okay i i just want every artist out there to hear me when i say i am self-taught in everything Mm -hmm. i don't have a degree in marketing and i'm not ashamed of that well sometimes i feel ashamed (laughs) but I don't I don't have a degree in marketing and social media. I also don't have a degree in art and mm-hmm. I do both and I make money at both. Mm-hmm. Right. It's OK that you are not classically trained in these pursuits. Yeah. It's, it's all right. YouTube is fantastic for this. Listening to podcasts just like they're doing now, like that's where you're learning a lot of your information. So finding new ways to learn the information um it's just being yeah just being open to learning this new information but the best thing to do is is just to choose one and not trying to learn everything just right if you were like i'm gonna do pinterest and i'm gonna get on threads and i'm gonna keep my podcast going and you know what i really want to transition into youtube too that's way too many technical skills to be learning at once. Like you really need to choose one and sit with it. Mm -hmm. It's like if you were at art school, Mm -hmm. which I've never been to art school, so I actually don't know if this is true. But like if you went to art school (laughs) and was like, you know what? 
I'm going to learn classical, like Rembrandt style painting, mm -hmm. but also I'm going to be taking classes in abstract. And also I'm going to go start sculpting and I want to learn how to sculpt too. And I'm also going to do this and I'm going to do that. That's a lot of, that's a lot of space. You're spreading all, you like you have so much technical time and effort and you, you're just going to spread that across all these different disciplines. Wouldn't it make more sense to say, hey, I'm going to go do this. And then I'm going to go do this. Picking That's what one. I want artists to do when it comes to, to learning new technology. When it comes to something. If you're feeling overwhelmed by Instagram, just stick with Instagram right now. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You don't have to jump to another platform. But when you are ready to jump to another platform... There are so many resources out there. Don't don't try and do it on your own. Asking people who are already proficient in certain platforms is a really good idea. Before um, I started doing Pinterest, I just barely began. I have a friend, her name's Elizabeth, and she's been on the podcast here. And I was like, help, you're really good at this. I see your, your page. <laughs> How do you do this? And she gave me advice. Use your friends who are even kind of decent at this and that's a great way to overcome your overwhelm here with technology technological challenges and getting I, specific yeah. on your questions yeah be super specific and if you are not just say hey how do you start a podcast Stephanie <laughs> like, I want to do a podcast what should I do like that's that's a pretty broad question it's broad and that's going to overwhelm you and it's and the person you're asking it's going to be hard for the person you're asking. When I started my podcast, I did not know what to do. I reached out to my friend and I said, hey, Nicole, I want to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. I've got a microphone and I've got this program, mm -hmm. but I don't know where to host my podcast. Where do I go? Where do, where do I go for that? And she sent me in the right direction. And guess what? That platform then turned out to have a step-by-step -step guide of how to start a podcast. I love it. <laughs> So, so instead of just going, ah, I don't know where to, how to, I don't know how to start a podcast. I'm just not going to do it then. Well, of mm -hmm. course you don't know how to start. No one knows how to start a podcast. <laughs> just like you didn't know how to start drawing. <laughs> you had to learn right. from someone. <laughs> I don't know. Like when I started doing my artwork, what do you think? I just sprung out of the ground one day and was like, I'm a Photoshop expert. No. <laughs> taken years and blood sweat and tears and a lot of bad drawings that you will never ever see nor do I so, want to <laughs> it, it takes time but it also takes a willingness to to learn a willingness to say hey I recognize I don't know how to do this having a willingness know. to be bad at it also especially if it's public is something I think um is a caveat of this of you know, oh, it's you, so hard. you're like, okay, I want to make, I'm, I'm going to stay with Pinterest here. I want to make Pinterest content and it's public right away. And I'm making images and I'm posting them and most of them tanked. They got like five views, maybe, maybe three. Um, and, and being like, okay, this is something I'm linking people to. I'm putting out my website, whatever. And, but just having the willingness of, okay, I'm a beginner at this and that's going to be fine. And I will get better the more I do it. And it doesn't have to be as good as my social, my, um, my Instagram skills or whatever, like my website or something like that. And that's, that's okay. Cause you're learning being uncomfortable with the digital tools. It means you really want to learn the, those tools and that 
that's I feel like should be inspiring where it's like, okay, I feel uncomfortable with these things, but I keep going to these platforms because I want to get good at it. I, I see how this could help my art business. And so therefore, I'm going to be very intentional with my Instagram. I'm going to be very intentional with how and what I'm posting on Pinterest. I am making very specific kinds of YouTube content, whatever it is. And um, and getting good <laughs> and practicing. <laughs> and it's it becomes fun. But choosing one, like Brittany said, is so important. Actually, I have a question for you as a as a coach. If someone had only one social media platform and they're a, let's say, an intermediate artist, but they had no social media presence, which one would you recommend? Instagram. Hmm. Why is that? Absolutely. Instagram, I mean, Instagram was built as a photo sharing platform. Mm -hmm. And at its core, it will always remain that. When people want to quickly look for something, like if you're going to look up Seattle artists, are you going to go on Google? No. No. You're going to go on Instagram. (laughs) You're going to go on Instagram because you're not going to go on Twitter or whatever it's called now to look up the photos of Seattle artists, you're going to go there to look up quotes of what people say, right? You're Mm going to go to Instagram to see pictures Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So reels can come and go, videos, whatever, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, that is where the picture content lives. Now you can branch out to a couple different things. And I always teach my artists, Branch out from Instagram to other platforms, depending on what your goal is, Mm. right? So your goal, for your goal of bringing people in to your online shop, Mm -hmm. Pinterest makes total sense. Yeah. Because people going on Pinterest are looking for, they're not looking for finished artwork. They're looking for inspiration, quick links how-tos, Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. like things like that. They're looking for these very specific little pieces of information. And Pinterest is allowing you to say, hey, I have, you know, like five designs for your next Christmas card. You know, these different things. You're catering to that audience. So you have to figure out what's right for you. For me, for my artwork, it makes most sense for me to have branched out to TikTok. Mm-hmm. Because that's where I'm finding a lot of my followers, a lot of the people who like my kind of work, and then I bring them over to my Instagram. So for for artists, I really truly feel like Instagram is your base foundation that I want you to build the rest of your social media house on, and you can go many different directions. It's solid. You advice. can just stay with Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't care, but do do Instagram. <laughs> it is also the easiest one to learn. I fully believe that it is the easiest one to learn. And, you know, if you absolutely hate a post, you can archive it. It's not the end of the world. Like you don't have to have a record of (laughs) where you started, but trust me, no one cares. People Mm -hmm. aren't scrolling down to look at the beginning of your social media that never happens. Are, it never <laughs> happens. Unless you're like me on the last episode. I told people, go look at the beginning of mine. See how bad it was. That was to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> but people aren't people aren't scrolling down and looking. They want the next thing. What are you working on now? They want to follow along with your journey. They want to feel like you and they are on an adventure together every day. So it makes sense to go into the platform and learn the 
technology of the platform that's going to best serve you. So you need to get in touch with what is your brand's purpose? What is your, you know, direction that you're taking your business and your artwork in? Where are you going to make those sales? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's going to be different for everybody and focus learning everything you can about making your life easier on that technology. If, if the technology of Instagram is stressing you out, learn more. Be, feel like you're going back to school and learn more and watch videos and get better at it because it's going to make your life so much less stressful. Totally agree. I think it's a good idea to think about what could said platform do for you. And also, <laughs> don't just pick platforms that you like to be on pick platforms where your audience likes to be on. If you don't like Instagram, but your audience likes your work on Instagram, that's where you got to be. If you love being on Reddit, but your audience doesn't like being on Reddit, then don't do that. <laughs> um, but think about what is what is each platform good for? Like, I think I feel like Instagram is good for the now. And that's how I think about it. It's good for what's recent and what's upcoming. Pinterest is good for evergreen. It's like, what is content that will last throughout the years? What is the kind of artwork that you are selling as prints over and over again? What is tutorials that are good for? YouTube, I think it's great for, I'm finding it's great for showing real-time videos of my work. People seem to be liking that and for hosting the podcast, right? Um, then you have things like TikTok, which is good for catchy shorts to get people really interested in your work, but not evergreen, but it does... Some of the videos will hang out for a while. It's You have to think about what does your content need to do to work for your business? And that's how that's a good way to pick for a platform. And that's why I think Instagram is so solid of, of advice when it's easy to approach. But it's also, it's not an archive of your work, but it is something that's showing what's current, what's going on, and what's fun about your artwork, what's interesting. Building on that, mm -hmm. Instagram allows you to do posts of all three of the categories that your posts need to be for your brand mm. but not every platform does and those I'm going to tell you what those three posts are so your three posts when you're thinking about a post you say does it fit into one of these three categories because if you can be making posts that have all three of these you have a nice well-rounded social media presence Cha right teaching educational inspirational mm-hmm promotional. Hmm. Instagram is a space that allows you as an artist to make posts in all three of these categories. Yeah. However, YouTube might not. Your audience might not be there for that. It sounds like your audience is there for um, either inspiration to watch that, hey, it really does take this long for you to do that. <laughs> yes. Or educational because you're talking while you're going through it. Your podcast is on there. Absolutely. It's probably not the best platform for promotional posts. Exactly. It's not going to speak to your audience as much. Now, over on Pinterest, promotional, absolutely mm -hmm. bread and butter of mm -hmm. Pinterest. <laughs> also, educational because mm -hmm. you can put on your tutorials like, how to write a blog post on your art website. Mm -hmm. Great Pinterest post. Brings people in. Is it going to be as inspirational? No. Because people aren't going to Pinterest um, for your content for inspirational as much. Mm -hmm. Right? Granted, this, this is 
These are broad, strong rules. It's just not as strong there. Yeah. But if they go to your Instagram, stephaniescott.art, Instagram, they're going to find posts that are promotional. Get your next commission here. Mm -hmm. They're going to find posts that are inspirational, being like, I have been starting this series this is what's happening next like i want you to be with me while we're going on twitch oh, this is exciting like getting people inspired mm-hmm. showing your artwork they're also going to see posts that are educational and you're going to say hey it took me this long to do this post or this is what i'm struggling with right now here's how i'm overcoming it here's this podcast episode you know things like that so instagram really allows you to build a platform that is very strong as an artist because you can reach an audience with all three of the main post types. Yep. It's nice. So as, when you're thinking about, <laughs> hey, I want to branch out into another platform and you're like, oh, I want to branch out to YouTube. That sounds so awesome. But your YouTube videos are mainly educational but your audience is looking for inspiration, Mm -hmm. it might not connect with your audience as well, which could mean you get less engagement, which means you're going to feel less fulfilled making that content. And guess what happens? You burn out. (laughs) Because we run on creative energy. Mm -hmm. We run on purpose as artists So we need to make sure that you're putting that time, effort, energy, emotional energy into platforms that are going to make you fulfilled, that are going to make you feel like your time is well spent. So it it doesn't make sense for me to be on certain platforms, even though it'd be fun and be cool to make that content for a hot minute. But I know in the long run, this isn't going to give me what I would need out of it in order to continue inspiring me to make content every day it's true be wary of friends also who are like ah Brittany, you should get on this platform because it's working so well for me you'd be so great on youtube i'd watch you (laughs) Um, like i know you mean well but yeah you take take comments like that with a grain of salt because your art business is very different from their art business and you need to remember your priorities our art businesses are so different. Very. You and me. <laughs> you you hang in galleries and I show at Comic-Con. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we have two different art audiences mm-hmm. and we speak two different languages on social media. And that's the beauty of understanding where you're at and where you're going with social media. All of this comes back to to making content, getting back on social media, choosing technologies that are going to help you, that are going to aid and inspire you and feel like this is worth doing. So it's, it's getting, getting new technical skills can be just really daunting and it's just really overwhelming. And I've seen it happen so many times with artists, especially um, especially artists, you know, not to put an age on things, but artists sure. who are older, mm-hmm. who have not had the advantage, like you and I growing up, you know, social media came out we were like as teenagers, intuitive. right? So yeah. we were able to kind of come up through the younger generation than us have it made. They're like, babe, can breathe it. We still <laughs> had to, we, we've still had to learn things, right? 
but um, I've had clients who are of an older generation who are like, I'm still figuring it out in general, let mm-hmm. alone how to get myself on there. And I've just, I've loved helping them get the confidence to learn the new technologies and see how excited they are when they're like, I can reach these people. I can talk to people I never got to talk to before. It was right. so cool. I had, a, I had an artist who were like, oh, no one, no one needs me on Instagram. She's, she's like, I don't need to be on there. Like, no one's going to like, <laughs> I was like, oh, but you get to talk to people. Like you can build an audience and, and they can talk to you. And she goes, no one's going to want to talk to me. I'm like, okay. Like, not with that attitude. Let me do it. I'll do it for you. <laughs> I did it for her for, I don't know. It was like six or eight months. Oh, wow. And then showed her, look at all the people who want to talk to you. It was like 20,000 people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Like her her name just attracted people. And all of the comments, I was so excited to share the comments with her because all the comments were saying, I'm so happy to see you here on Instagram. Oh, I'm so excited you're here. Oh, we've been so looking forward to like getting to see your daily practice. And it inspired her to to be more active on social media. And it kind of took that scariness of the new technology away Mm -hmm. to see, oh, I can like... I can engage with a beautiful community in a brand new way. So finding, I guess, if you're scared of the new technologies, I guess that would be one more point we could make is finding, why is it worth it? Why would it be mm-hmm. worth it to learn this new skill, which you're an artist, you, you're already naturally good at learning new skills, right? Everyone listening, they're they're already so good at, at absorbing new skills. Artists are sponges, I swear. <laughs> But finding out if I'm going to put the time, effort, and energy into learning this new skill, why is it worth it? What's the benefit for it? And kind of changing that, I guess that would be a mindset shift. We're going back to mindset shifts. Uh, Why is this worth me doing it? And for her, it was, oh, I can have a relationship with an audience that I never would have got to talk to before. Mm -hmm. And how beautiful is that? It's glorious. (laughs) It's so cool. All right, let's go on to our next point here, which is, oy, do you ever just not want to make content because you don't know what people mean when they say, uh, you got to do marketing? <laughs> marketing. Marketing, that magically unicorn of a word. You're like, I want, I want to do marketing, but I don't, I don't even know what that means, let alone how to do it well or have find where I get training and I look at marketing on YouTube and it's not for artists. What do I do? Well, and, and no one taught me. And no one taught you. you know? I so many, and I think you might be among them. So many artists told me, you know, like I graduated from art school. Oh my God. But they didn't teach me this. No, no, no marketing skills at all. <laughs> They're just like, all right, baby bird. Go we out. helps you build this gorgeous nest full of artistic technical skills Mm -hmm. go forth into the world and you're like but what do i like what do i do with them how they're like we don't know (laughs) just go you're like you have wings you can fly and you're like "Uh (laughs) you know everyone's like share your art with the world and you're over here like jumping raising your hand going but but how Mm -hmm. you forgot the how step how do i share my art with the world i do i do want to share how and they're like yeah you got this yeah, okay. 
cool thanks they're like just do it and you're like no just just do it there's that word again just do it just do some marketing Oh man! Just get on social media and do your marketing. The number of times I have just crashed to the ground, metaphorically, from trying to market my artwork because I didn't know what I was doing is so endless. I wish I had met you like five years ago, but <laughs> I think you were also <laughs> learning how to do it, so maybe not. <laughs> I I was, you know, I've worked in several different industries, and I'm very grateful for the the diverse range of of jobs that I've had because it allowed me to to kind of gather up these skills right mm-hmm. from you know I worked in publishing and graphic design and um, you know nonprofit and marketing and uh, different things so I was able to kind of cherry pick these skills and kind of roll it into a nice little marketing ball it's nice and then look around at the artists that I was working with at the time mm-hmm. and realize they never had that opportunity to pick mm-hmm. up these skills along the way. Mm-hmm. Like I had literally picked up the skill on how to build websites and talking to artists. They're like, I don't, I've never had the time to like go pick up skills and learn skills. I've right. been a career artist, right. And, or I've been in art school and this is what I've done. And I'm like, of course you haven't. And that's all clicked. And that's, that's why I originally started the business. Cause I was like, you guys haven't had the support. Mm-hmm. You know, my first client, I just was helping her for, cause she needed help. And I was like, Oh, I, I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could help you with that. She's, and she's the one who told me, she's like, you should start this as a business. And I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, do, do artists need help with this? And she goes, yeah, they're not given the support mm-hmm. of being taught how to do marketing, how to be taught how to look at themselves as a business. And it all clicked from there. And, and, so I think it's a it's a story that most artists know of being frustrated at being told they need to market this, but they never had the chance to pick up all these skills along the way, like mm-hmm. so, like you know, like like I did, and it just happened to work out that way. But um, also the word. Can we just talk about how the word marketing for an artist is like immediate stop sign? <laughs> It's like you could be going like I'm big into metaphors, right? You're going along. You're just chugging along, driving a nice little country road. And you're like, oh, what a beautiful day I'm making. Art. Like, and that's how it feels to make artwork when you're in your zone. I'm like, I'm making beautiful artwork. It's amazing. And then you have a thought of you're like, how am I going to market this? And you're like, whoa, what does marketing mean? And that's basically when the earth opens up and you've got a giant crack in the road. And you're like, well, and I don't you know. Whole. I don't know how to, I don't know how to cross that. Mm-hmm. It's the I truth. just won't. Right. That's a really bad metaphor, but like, it's just, that's how it feels. That's what it like feels you're like. going along mm-hmm. and all of a sudden something insurmountable comes along and just goes boom. And you go, I don't know what that even, I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to drive over? Am I supposed to go like, what am I supposed to do with this? And there's literally no one around to help you. There's yeah. no one to tell you, hey, it's okay, little baby bird artist. It's not scary. Let me help you. <laughs> it stopped It stopped so many artists in their tracks when they're trying to promote their work in any sense on their website or whatever. Like, I remember looking up on Google, um, like, two years ago being like, what does copy mean? <laughs> what is... <laughs> What is 
what is this word and that word? What does it mean to have an SEO? What is an SEO? Okay, I need your copy for your website, and they're like, I'm sorry. What? What? What does that mean? And I was like, Oh, oh, it's super common term. If you don't know what these mean, it's it's totally okay to not know what these mean. And I guess my question for you, Brittany, is how do people, how do artists begin to get into learning about marketing? What? Where would you point them? Well, I would point them to when I return to my podcast. <laughs> Again, this is this is incentive for me. You guys are inspiring me to like get back into my podcast. But um, my my advice first step is to replace the word marketing because hmm. again what do we even do with that mm-hmm. Mar- marketing it's it's a business oriented word not that it's a bad word but we we need to translate business advice for a creative heart okay so what is what does marketing mean get online and do your marketing okay what does that mean marketing is your your social presence online that represents your brand, mm-hmm. your artwork. Your brand is just how how you present yourself online, right? A consistent presence. So marketing is presenting ourselves online with an objective. Now, everyone's objective is going to be different. That's why marketing's so confusing. Because marketing is, and when people teach you how to do marketing, it's for one thing or another, but that might not fit with you. So we first have to kind of break down why marketing is so scary. Well, it's a blanket statement. It's blanket advice a lot of times that don't always work for us, Mm -hmm. for us artists. So you need to figure out what your marketing is first. The first step is to not be so scared of that word marketing and just know that when we say it, all we mean is how are you putting you, your business, your artwork out there online for a specific objective. You're already doing That's, marketing just by being on the internet. <laughs> That's what, there you go. So you're marketing. So figuring out what your objective is. Effective marketing comes from when you have a clear goal in mind. Mm-hmm. So I think it was last year. Your goal with your marketing was to sell every painting that you made in your studio. That was my goal. It was a good one. Right? Fantastic goal. It gave you purpose with your marketing. So you weren't just on Instagram just to be seen. Like you're just Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm here just to be here. Like that's doesn't feel good. (laughs) It feels that's where that burnout we talked about earlier came from. (laughs) Being online then to be like, hey, I want to sell every painting I'm going to make, I'm going to create an online presence that will get me to that goal Mm -hmm. by doing A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. Emails, social posts, you know, whatever it is, blog posts, however you're going to go about and do it. That, that's marketing. Mm -hmm. Putting yourself out there with that return goal in mind. How are we going to make that happen. So when you see your email marketing, it just means we're sending out emails for that purpose with a specific purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it could just be audience engagement. Yeah. That could be some for some people. That is 
your soul marketing. For my fantasy art, that's pretty much my marketing. It's just to connect with my audience because they're going to buy or not buy. Like it's a whole different world over there than fine art. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but I, I have to make relationships with them because when I do, they show up to my next convention, walk up to my table and go, oh my gosh, hi. I saw you on Instagram. (laughs) I saw you on Instagram and then they buy my work, Mm -hmm. right? So that for me, for my artwork is a very effective marketing strategy. So the first step, getting over the scary word of marketing, understanding what that means. The second step, figuring out what it is you're trying to do with your online presence. Why are you on there? The difference of being on or using social media and websites and emails. That's why we had to do a marketing style overhaul on your website. Mm-hmm. Well, long time ago now. <laughs> I know, a couple years ago. <laughs> but before, when we first got on there, I feel like I, re- I remember us talking about, I'm like, what's the purpose of your website? Like, I don't why? remember what I said. It was probably something uh, like, knows? I just want to show but my like, artwork. <laughs> Right. Yeah. To just show my artwork. Okay. I'm like, but what do you, do you want to direct people to your Twitch? Like your, your, your website's not built to show that Mm -hmm. it's, you know, we're not getting on your website and being shown with purpose towards your Twitch or towards your shop. It's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. So the moment you can go from just being there to directing attention to a certain thing, which usually creates revenue back to you. It's true. That's where our marketing is because you're a career artist. You you got to, you know, make those bills, right? So mm-hmm. let's figure out how to be on there with purpose. That That is the heart of marketing. That is the way to make it not so scary. <laughs> so if you artists are thinking, oh gosh, I just don't know how to start in marketing, think first. What is your purpose? And then every post you make on social media, every email newsletter you send out, everything you put onto your website and how you design your website are all going to relate back to that purpose. And that is that is what marketing is. Mm-hmm. There are it like- could be selling artwork, but it could not be. Mm-hmm. It could be that your whole purpose in your marketing mm-hmm. is to become attractive to a gallery, mm-hmm. right? Your whole purpose could be like me. I want to build audience engagement and get like a rabid little following of followers. Mm -hmm. Everybody's purpose is going to be different. And that could very well be why when you hear those marketing videos and like all the advice from the marketing gurus, it doesn't really click with you. Most likely because they're kind of talking to entrepreneurs more like business-sided entrepreneurs. Yeah. Whereas you are a creative entrepreneur, you function a little bit differently. You're led a little bit more by your emotions, by your capacity for being emotionally driven. Not to say you're not a hard worker because you absolutely, like, every, like if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously care enough and you you work hard at what you do. Oh, yeah. But, but you're your strongest drive is an emotionally connected drive rather than just I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do the work, I'm going to put it in, you know, get three hours of sleep. Some There's people out there who just 
plug away like that. And those, those are those types of entrepreneurs. We're, we just function a little bit differently, which also means we just have to approach marketing a little bit differently, how we view it and why we're doing it. And that's that. Don't let marketing stop you. <laughs> that's that. It's true. Take that marketing. <laughs> like, don't be that's afraid. why I always say like I'm a marketing and mindset coach because we can't do effective marketing mm-hmm. until we understand the mindset of where we're coming from and why it's true. as artists. It's true. The why is so it's important. Okay hand hand. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, no doing, there's no doing the how without figuring out the why mm-hmm. first. Really, and a lot of times we jump into the how and the to you know okay the templates and we're going to do this and this is what they do so I'm going to do that and we have to backtrack then and be like why am I doing this what's the purpose mm-hmm. I've lost it along the way and a lot of times when I work with a client we have to like deconstruct that because they're like no 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 I just want to keep working on this I'm like but okay hold on breathe <laughs> why are we doing this let's rebuild it. Um, from a really strong foundation. Mm-hmm. So that always, like, when I see that moment when it clicks for them, oh, it feels really good. And they're just <laughs> like, oh, you've got it. And I get, I get so proud. Once you've figured out that purpose, I feel like the technical issues start to come easier. Like when you have problems, you, you know where to search out your solutions just because you have that purpose driving you. You're like, instead of looking up a best template for showing art online. You're going to have best template for selling art online as your your search. And it's going to be just minor differences like that make the results you find and the advice you get a lot, a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's that. Um, gosh, marketing next is so... Point. Next point. Marketing's tough, but you know what's tougher? Audience engagement. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. So hear me out. You are... You're here on Instagram. You're posting a couple times a week. You're posting consistently. And um, you don't know how to engage with your audience. You don't know how to talk to them in a way that feels maybe professional. Maybe it feels like getting them to go to your website and buy something. You don't know how to talk to them. If you are, you're just uncertain. You have no, you're, you're not effective. You don't know what it means to be effective. Maybe what do you do? <laughs> how how do you engage with your audience in a way that reflects your brand? I think it's really important to start out this conversation by validating the fact that audience engagement can be very daunting. Oh, totally. And, and if you're feeling this way, guess what? You're normal. Because <laughs> a lot of times we can feel like we're the problem. Mm-hmm. And we're like, why is it so easy for everyone else? They can just chat or they know what to say mm-hmm. automatically. And I guarantee you we don't. Um, I think there's kind of two parts to this. Mm-hmm. One about you and then one about your audience. So starting yeah. with your with um, with you, you can only get quality audience engagement if you give the kind of engagement you want to get. So, what does that mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, okay, genie in a bottle, what are you talking about? <laughs> so you need to give the engagement you want to get. 
this is can, can i give you another metaphor it's better this time i swear okay it's, great i i love to use this in lessons because i'm a very visual learner um I, I like to have examples because if you think about your social posts let's think about your your instagram post right if you think about your post as you're painting in a gallery and it's put up in a gallery, mm -hmm. right? Publicly. Mm -hmm. Nice public post, nice public gallery piece, right? And somebody walks in and they look at it and it's just there. It's by itself. There's no context. There's nothing. Yeah. It's not part of show. You don't, you don't know anything about this piece. How long do you think that person is going to spend looking at it? Like 10 seconds, maybe? Even if it really speaks to them. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, wow, this is amazing. What do you think the next step is? They walk away. They walk away. They swipe up. <laughs> they still walk. They swipe up. <laughs> wow, look at that painting. That's beautiful. Scroll away. Mm -hmm. You didn't give them any reason to engage with the post you didn't ask for anything right so we need to think about going back to the gallery if you're standing next to your post or you see someone come stand in front of your art piece and you walk up and you say hi i'm an artist do you have any questions about this and they might go yes blah blah you start a conversation you're like this is what I was thinking when I painted this you know do you feel like how does this painting make you feel I'd love to know you've started a conversation they're mm -hmm. more engaged with it mm -hmm. the chances of them buying it have just doubled yeah or I mean depending on you or more just walk away but, <laughs> <laughs> but if they are your ideal client they will way more be interested now than even if they were your ideal client, but there was no reason for them to walk away. That's why galleries have gallerists. Like they walk around, they're like, oh, let me try and sell this to you, mm -hmm. right? They don't just stick it up. That's called a museum where people just walk in, look around, ooh, cool, walk away, <laughs> right? We're trying to sell you a piece here. Mm -hmm. Think of your Instagram post like that. You're trying to sell it what what are you trying to sell well that's up to you but you're trying to sell it so you need to give what you want to get and if you want to get engagement you need to give it which means for your post example we're not just going to put it up and go here's my new piece i guess it's done <laughs> yikes <laughs> are you going to get any engagement from no that? one's going to talk no, to you it's so awkward <laughs> Mm -hmm. that's like just standing next to your art piece in the gallery not talking staring at the people walking by oh so uncomfortable so instead what you're going to do is put up the post and then sell it here's my new piece i just finished it i'm so excited to share it with you it's part of this series here's why i did it the reasons behind it here's how i did it whatever it is here's mm -hmm. the story Mm -hmm. And then you're asking for engagement. You're saying, um, what do you think? Do you like the colors? That's called a CTA, a call to action. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, hey, I want your engagement here. Here's a little nugget here. You don't have to think about what to post, like what to comment. Mm -hmm. I'll ask you. Mm -hmm. Your chances of engagement have just gone up because you've given direction 
to your audience. You've asked something of them. You've given them the content and then said, hey, here's my painting. I would like to know what you think of it. And then they feel, oh, comment. Whether they comment or like or follow you depends. But, you know, it's it's not like I don't want you to think that if you start doing this, you're going to start getting thousands of comments. Like, that's not how it works. But <laughs> what you're doing is you're showing your audience engagement. You're showing them that you care. Mm-hmm. Replying to their comments, replying to their messages, going on other people's pages and commenting, sharing that love, sharing that engagement first is the step to better audience engagement. If we're just sitting around expecting people to walk into our gallery, to walk in and compliment us on our artwork, it's kind of vain it's when you think vain. about it. It's kind and of guess vain. what? They have a lot of places to visit. Mm-hmm. Why should they come in to your gallery? Why should they come onto your page and visit and spend time and engage with you? So you need to give what you want to get. The other part of it is the audience. Are you talking to the right one? Mm-hmm. So if you're talking to the wrong audience, you can be doing all of this right on your end. Mm-hmm. But on their end, if you're talking to the wrong audience, they're not going to give you good engagement back. So if you, Stephanie, are you know, tr- making abstract paintings and you're wanting to sell them, Mm-hmm. And you're talking and you are tagging, writing posts and engaging in talking to an audience who are fine art students mm-hmm. because you've made all your posts educational. Mm-hmm. This is how I made this post. This is the kind of canvas I used. I see this a lot with hairdressers and mm-hmm. I've always, <laughs> I like blew my hairdresser's mind when we were talking about social media. I was like, look, girlfriend, are you giving them the formulas of all of this? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, you're talking to other hairdressers. Yep. So if you're saying, oh, I did this and I did that, are you talking to other artists? Or are you talking or, to collectors? Or are you talking to collectors? So mm-hmm. the language you use will attract the audience you want, which will give you the engagement you're seeking, right? It's so true. again, let me let me say that again. I feel like that was... That was what we needed to hear. (laughs) The kind of language you're using is going to attract the audience you want to give you the engagement you're seeking. So uh, hairdressing makes it feel really easy because you see those a lot. Great example. Post being like, here's the pretty balayage. This is the formula I use. I left it on for one and a half hours and stuff. As a girl wanting her hair done, do I care? Nope. (laughs) What would I care about? Here's the pretty hair job. This girl came in feeling just defeated. And by the end of our session, she feels on top of the world. Mm -hmm. By the way, I have an open slot tomorrow if you want to feel the same way. Here's how to do a blowout at home that looks just like this. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Like, that makes me want to go sign up. Right. Because she shifted the audience that we're engaging with. So two reasons you might be having problems with audience engagement. One, you're not putting out the energy or the opportunity Mm -hmm. for your audience to engage with you. Two, 
you might be engaging with the wrong, completely wrong audience. You know, you're you're not going to sell paintings by talking to art students. It's true. Or people wanting to get into abstraction. Will they still show up as your followers? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And how wonderful. Mm -hmm. But you are going to focus your marketing, your purpose of your posts to engage with the audience that you're trying to attract. You're trying to attract people who are looking for this kind of artwork to hang in their home or a Christmas gift or whatever it is. You're using language that's going to attract that audience. A lot of times we can feel like it's the algorithm working (laughs) against us. It's out to get us. It's not showing it to my right audience. And it's like, well, if you continue to use maybe educational language, then the 200 followers that you have that are wanting to learn from you, those are going to be your most active followers. Mm -hmm. And those are going to be the ones that the algorithm shares your content with Mm -hmm. because they're the most active. Mm -hmm. You actually created that audience accidentally, but we can't blame it on the algorithm, right? It's not, it's not a person out to get you. What you put in, you're going to get out here. And um... yes, exactly. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. Ignore everything I just said. What you put in is what you're going to get out. (laughs) Exactly. If you, um, if you want to see a big change in your in your audience engagement, first you need to, one, be consistent and be consistent with how you're talking to your audience, right? If you are just starting to put down a call to action, right, a question that you ask at the end of every post, you, you might not get responses because people might not know to click read more to read your captions. So you're going to have to do that for a while before you can actually start seeing people responding to you. Um, and then the second thing is how you are talking to your audience. That needs to be consistent also. Are you talking to collectors? Are you talking to other artists? Are you talking to potential art students? Whatever it is that you're looking for that goes back to your purpose and marketing, that's it has to be consistent because that's when you're going to start seeing the big changes. When I started Brushwork Podcast, I created a different Instagram account because I knew that the people buying my artwork are not the people listening to this podcast. There might be some overlap because they're curious, but it's not the same. You're smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've, I've done the same thing. I've started a new branch of my business and it has a completely different audience mm-hmm. than artists. They're not even in the artist stratosphere. <laughs> That I'm helping with branding and marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So I've had to make a new social media presence for that. And it's going to be completely different. And that is that is fine because my skills pertain to both. Just mm-hmm. like yours pertains to both selling, creating artwork, but also engagement and education with your podcast. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have multiple avenues of interests or pursuits, but understanding that your audience is different, oh, it's so key because if you are just marketing this podcast to your main art account audience, they might get turned off. They Mm -hmm. might not engage with you as much. Mm -hmm. They might just not care as much, which leads to less engagement, Mm -hmm. which leads to burnout for you. I'm a big fan of testing out whether or not your, your content, especially if it's different, um, is going to be different. 
or if it's going to get a different response. I definitely tried posting some of Brushworks content onto my main channel or my main Instagram feed and I didn't, I got like 10 likes. <laughs> Normally I get much, much more than that and much more like of my, my post shown to people. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> okay. So now I know don't do this. And I went back to my regular scheduled content. But you took that as, you took that as educational. Yeah. Right. So, it was a test. so often we take it as personal. We're mm -hmm. like, oh my God. No one loves me. I'm like, this is an experiment. And we, we, <laughs> as artists, we really measure a lot of times we measure our success by the validation received. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you were just measuring your success of your podcast interest by those likes, you would have felt like I'm a failure. Exactly. I don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> which it's okay to feel like that for like five seconds. And then you're like, snap out of it. <laughs> And realize that it was educational. Yes. So much of marketing is trying things out, seeing if it will work. It's not fail or succeed. It's testing. We're going to test this. We're going to try that. Maybe this will work. Maybe it won't. I've done that with workshops. Tried this. I was like, I think this is going to be a great success. It wasn't. I'll be like, well, guess we won't do that again, <laughs> you know, and take it as a lesson. And, and so often because artists are new to marketing, they're new to the technology, the marketing, the audience engagement, everything we've been talking about, we view those less than crazy successes as failures mm -hmm. rather than research. So this is what we mean by when we say market research, do market research. That's all that means. Test out some things and see what works and doesn't. I like to always just go back to like, throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. You know, I had a Absolutely. student once in, in one of my courses who had never heard that saying before. She was so confused. She's like, why, why would we throw spaghetti? So for anyone who doesn't know, you're just thrown at the wall. If anything sticks, you keep that and you forget everything else. Right. So it's you're marvelous. saying, oh, this doesn't, this post doesn't work with my main audience. It just confirms that making a new social media for brushwork makes sense. We're going to go with that. So you're not failing. You're testing things out. And, and we can be so adverse to it because we don't want to fail. We don't want to see less than great. But it's okay. And when you think about it compared to your art, you test all the time. All it's the time. Just, we call it experimenting. They're experimenting. <laughs> we don't call it market research. We call it experimenting. You're you're like, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try gold leaf. Ooh, I like gold leaf. This is fun. We're going to keep this. I'm going to try drawing horses. I don't want to do this anymore. We're going <laughs> to we're, we're going to go somewhere else, you know. You're going to try different things and see what fits for you. I just I want to encourage artists the same as for marketing. The same as for being online. They just call it something scary like marketing research. And all it is is just experimenting, seeing what sticks. And you're going to do that with your audience. You're going to try a couple things. Now, are you going to just try it once and then make a decision? No, many times. <laughs> or many times. Probably not. Because like Stephanie said, they might not have seen it. Mm -hmm. They might not engage a lot. It sometimes takes weeks for people to start commenting. You have to train your audience. Absolutely. Hey, I, I'm asking a question at the end. I'd like your engagement. Hello. I'd like your engagement. Hello. I would like your engagement. And they're like, 
oh, did, did you want my engagement? And you're like, start please, please let me have engagement. <laughs> it takes a while and it's okay. So when you're like, hey, I'm going to try something new, commit to doing it for a certain amount of time. See if your audience reacts to it. And if not, try something else. But I have you, a, you would be surprised at, at how many things it takes to finally find something that sticks. And that's okay. And that's normal. It's normal. I have a, a great tip for if you want, if you are at the point where you're like, okay, I'm getting audience engagement, but it's not the people who are buying my artwork that I'm getting. And I want to change that. And you're like, okay, I want to be selling my artwork. My biggest tip is to go to people who you think might buy your artwork. Maybe they've even mentioned it in the past and they just haven't like pulled the trigger, you know? Go to their page and engage with their posts. Unless it's like private and you can't. But like with the pages that you can, if you're commenting on their posts, they're going to be curious about you and click on your page. I do this all the time. When people come to my page and they post or comment on my call to action, I will go to theirs and, you know... I scratch your back, you scratch mine sort of thing, but they're my collectors. They're people I want to buy my work. By creating that kind of, you're, you're encouraging that relationship between you, the artist, and them yes. as the collector. It's going to, one, make them more aware of you when holidays come up, like right now. <laughs> and also it's going to just put you at the top of their mind. And they'll be like, oh, she's a real person who likes my art or likes me and my dog posts or the park I was at or whatever. Like <laughs> just give them a sentence or two, give them a like, and you're going to start to see that your audience is going to change pretty rapidly. That, that is great. Do you remember last year we were doing this podcast before I listened to it recently. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was like a, we, we talked about some good stuff in there. And one of them was about the touch points, about how many touch points you need mm -hmm. in order to sell a product. It's a lot. And it's like 16. It's a lot, right? So if you are like, oh, I'm going to try and engage with my audience and, and get them to buy my piece and mm -hmm. I make one killer post with a call to action and no one comments on it, I'm like, well, that didn't work. I'm going to go try something else. <laughs> Realize that you probably need to connect with them 15 more times before they're going to invest in your $3,000 painting. Casual. Right? Yep. <laughs> Like, that's why you see commercials over and over mm -hmm. and over again mm -hmm. for the same products. They're trying to get in your head so that when you go to buy new shoes, you're like, what shoes am I going to buy? Oh, I'm going to go buy those Nikes that I saw 12 different times mm -hmm. on TV. Mm -hmm. Because now it's all I can kind of think about. We want, by the time someone's like, you know, what do I get so-and-so for Christmas? <sighs> Wait, I think that... I could get them a, a commission from Stephanie. I think she's doing commissions and they, they're thinking it's a random thought. Like mm -hmm. I just, Oh yeah, I could do that. When actually you've spent the last three months conditioning. Them <laughs> That's true. It. But secretly it's I've totally been yelling okay, it at you. <laughs> but exactly. But was it worth your time investing in like, just like you said, that relationship, mm -hmm. audience engagement over the last couple weeks, couple months, whatever, because it's going to pay off with a $1,000 painting commission? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because you can be investing in all these relationships all the time. Mm -hmm. And here, there, and here, there. Now, not saying don't live on social media. Gosh, like don't burn out that way. But carefully, you know, invest in the audience 
seek out the relationship you're hoping to gain. It's just really important. Mm -hmm. So many people think that like, like they're just going to open their gallery on first Avenue in Seattle. And you're like, they're just going to flock in. We're going to open the doors (laughs) and they're going to flock in and people are going to walk by Mm -hmm. because they have no idea you're there. Mm -hmm. You didn't do anything to put yourself on the map. That's right. But if you get on social, you're a part of first Thursday art walk. You've got your artists recommending you, you do all this, you put flashy lights on the doors guess what? First Thursday comes around, people flood in. Yep. So we have to attract, we have to attract the audience we want. And so often it's one of those, like, we've been very nice this episode, but going back to those uncomfortable truths and the hard truths to artists and maybe like the kick in the pants that maybe you came here to hear from a coach, because I'll get to you, is that you have to do more. You can't just put your stuff on Instagram and expect people to come flocking to you. Mm-hmm. It's not how it works. There is a process to this, a give and take. Now, if you're doing it for a hobby, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the artist who's saying, no one's buying my artwork, but I post all the time. Mm-hmm. So, social media must not be worth it. Like this is this is a scam. <laughs> I've been tricked into doing this. All the excuses that you come up with and and we feel when we're doing that mm-hmm. like you know when you're doing it you're like mm-hmm. oh, I just it's the algorithm's fault or I just work so hard and I'm not getting anything out of it like you, you know when you're doing it I encourage people when you find yourself in that situation ask yourself am I putting the effort into my audience into the engagement into the marketing into the technology everything we've talked about mm-hmm. Am I putting that effort in also? Or am I just making content and you're like, that's enough? It's like, well, to give you all it a, is for a hobby. <laughs> to give you a realistic, um, I guess, glance in time of what that looks like during my weeks of how I engage with people, I probably spend about half an hour a day replying to comments going over DMs and then searching out collectors and going to their pages and interacting with their work. Um, basically you every day. Timer on? I don't have a timer on, but I just like look at the clock and it's like whatever it takes for me to finish my tea, basically. I And I like have that space where I'm like, okay, this is business. This is not me just on Instagram and I'm doing, I'm doing art business here. And I, I do that across a couple different platforms, but Instagram takes the most of it. And um it's it's definitely work, but you know, you like you wake up and if you have a good attitude, if you're grumpy and you're trying to do this, don't do it. <laughs> It'll like set you back. But if I'm like, okay, I've got it's the morning, I'm feeling great, and I'm gonna respond to people who have inquired either about the brushwork or my art business or getting a commission or whatever. And <laughs> like one of the most um common responses I get is like, Oh wow, you responded so quickly to my inquiry. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, people aren't responding quickly. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is fine. But um, when I am consistent on social media, mm-hmm. I, again, this year is an exception. But um, I learned from, actually, my friend bought me the book, The 4-Hour Work Week oh, yeah. for, for Christmas. 
I and she, just, she just emailed it or she just mailed it to me and said here you you need this because I was living on Instagram mm. and I didn't realize how much I had fallen into this I need to respond to everybody mm. when they write to me which I know a lot of people do they feel that not not like how you're saying I'm saying to the extreme like yeah people would message me and I'd have to like message them right back Mm. or email them right back. And so my friend sent me this, this book to learn about, learn from, and I have since like pushed these teachings onto so many friends, but I learned from that to check my email twice a day Mm -hmm. and to check my Instagram DMs once a day. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, kind of like what you're saying, you do it in the morning. In the morning. I never have a really set time, but like I do the Instagram DMs and I don't worry about it again. Mm -hmm. If I happen to jump on there, cool. Mm -hmm. But I actually took off the notifications off of my email and off of my Instagram Mm -hmm. because guess what? It'll be fine. If they need something within 24 hours, then they're close enough to have my phone number. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it can, it can wait. Uh, so it's, it's a good lesson about boundaries too with audience engagement is that you absolutely need to give that audience engagement to get it. All of these good things that we learned, learned about, but protecting your boundaries of how much time you're spending on social is going to improve your relationship with Instagram so much mm-hmm. and your audience will benefit from that because mm-hmm. you won't be dreading getting on there you'll be like hey do I have any messages okay great I can respond just like you do so it sounds so perfect you sit down you purposely respond to messages and stuff it must be intentional so getting on there and I, I had to learn I didn't realize I was doing all this until I got a message from my client Kimberly and she's like messaged me kind of like later at night and I responded right away and she goes why are you on here I was like, well, because you messaged me. And she's like, yeah, on my own time. She's like, why are you working at 10 p.m.? She's like, get off Instagram. (laughs) Write me back tomorrow. (laughs) And I was like, you're so right. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, I need to respond to her immediately. She she didn't want me to respond. She was hoping I was going to respond in the morning Mm -hmm. during normal business hours. Mm -hmm. And it was a hard lesson to learn. And that's when I learned, okay, I need to step back because I'm actually not giving my full, undivided, purposeful intention towards my audience when I'm just like, yeah, I'm on here all the time. If you're- I'm, I'm, act- I'm reactively responding and posting and, and being on social media. So really setting setting boundaries, I guess, is really really big part of audience engagement of giving very purposeful um you know fully focused audience engagement too it's huge highly recommend turning off your notifications and setting very intentional time for this is art business time hugely Um, and i find that people are not engaging enough with their audience um, in an art business way, but they're on Instagram for too many hours in the day. And <laughs> you you have to change your approach to it, but then you're going to get so much bigger reward for it. It's going to be so much better. You'll be f- more fulfilled. It'll be a delight. <laughs> that purpose will be, will feel stronger. Mm-hmm. It's if you're finding that you're in the doom scroll 
crowd. Get Hi, up. hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's why I don't do business stuff on TikTok because mm. I, I know that I'll just get distracted. Yeah. I, I do my art stuff on there or my personal fun stuff on there because I know I will just waste my time, doom scroll, and I, I won't get it done. So I've, I've set that boundary for myself because if you're find yourself doom scrolling for those who don't know doom scrolling just means that you are kind of stuck in just consuming content to the point where you're not even really fully consuming it you're kind of just scroll 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 (laughs) um it's like when you get stuck watching netflix and you're what like what happened eight hours just went by (laughs) (laughs) and it's three in the morning (laughs) um that's doom doom watching doom scrolling Mm -hmm. Anyway, if you're stuck in that, it means that you are lacking structure, but you're also lacking purpose of why are you on social media? Mm-hmm. And if you're like, oh, but I, you know, I have friends, I have personal stuff I want to do. Fantastic. Have a personal account. I do. Mm-hmm. Me too. And then on your business one, when you're logged into your business one, be there for business. Take it seriously. You're you take your artwork seriously. Take the social media seriously. Take your audience seriously. Give them the time and the respect that your artwork deserves. Mm-hmm. Really, at the end of the day, I feel like we have ghosted over our very last point for this episode. If a financial concern is part of why you're not posting to social media, and by mm-hmm. financial we mean money, but also time, and you know, we just talked about having boundaries with when and where you're using your time. Effort you're trying to put into something that may or may not be working for you and how that's, it's a risk. It's like, if I spend too much time on something and it's just not working, no matter how much effort I'm putting into it, how much intention I'm trying to put into it, and I can't see where I'm going wrong, you, you want to stop. You want to not keep going because it feels bad, right? I don't Yeah. And, and also like the financial concerns that a lot of people have saying, I don't have the cameras. I right. don't have the video. I don't have the microphone. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't have the studio. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't financially afford the studio to take pretty content pictures in. Mm-hmm. You know, like all those things. So there's two sides of the financial concern component. One, literally, it's I. I don't have these things. Yeah to make me look or to help me do this content that you're asking me to do, that you're requiring me to do. And then also the time that you're asking me to take away from creating artwork, which I know pays, Mm -hmm. I see a return revenue. Like Mm -hmm. I see a return on my artwork. You're asking me to take away time, my most valuable commodity as an artist, and invest it into this social media thing where I don't see a set revenue return from. Why is this worth it? Why would this be worth it for me? So yeah, so I think there's those two different concerns that artists have that mm-hmm. I have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's valid. Totally. But also... Do you want to grow? You have to get over it. You have to figure out what to do. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I just, if you're li- if you're still with us, I know that I say this out of complete love, but you 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 have to get over it. <laughs> okay, look, 
here for the for the for the actual stuff like saying I don't have the studio I don't have the camera I don't have this that I need to look best right Mm -hmm. those are excuses Mm -hmm. at the end of the day of course you're gonna see people who have beautiful videos Mm -hmm. and gorgeous like slow-mo art things and they have this setup and everything right those jerks the They worked hard to get where they're at. They sure right? did. And most of the time, I bet you, you're going to assume they have a whole team behind them. They don't. They're, they're like, I have a friend who's got over 100,000 followers, rightfully so. Her work is absolutely gorgeous. That's fun. But also, her videos and her pictures are stunning. It's like looking at a, like a vogue of art. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. It's easy to look at her page and go, oh, but I don't have the cameras for that. And, you know, well, she has that because she has this beautiful studio Mm -hmm. and everything. Guess what? She's a one woman show. Mm -hmm. She's got a tripod. Mm -hmm. She downloaded and figured out editing apps. She's got a timer on her camera. She's a one woman show. She's put in the work. Is a corner of her apartment that she has staged that has beautiful lighting. She picked a great window. It's a corner of her apartment. She's draped. She's got an easel. She set it up. It's her apartment. Mm -hmm. So for you to say, oh, well, she's got a big, beautiful studio with lighting and cameras and stuff. She's made it work. She's found a way to make it work. And she does what she does. And she does it well. Mm -hmm. But she also, she spends time, she puts time into it. And guess what? It has come back and rewarded her with followers, a following, and a full-time career as an artist. Yeah. That's not awesome. not to say that she has a full-time career because of that, but she invested in it and she made it work and she didn't let those excuses stop her. Mm-hmm. I used to not want to do videos or workshops and stuff because I'm like, well, I don't have a beautiful backdrop and everything. Guess what? No one can cares no one cares (laughs) you make it work you find ways to make it work i don't have a you know fancy microphone they're not that expensive get one of those little tiny mics Mm -hmm. use your phone you can you there's so many ways and if you find that something is stopping you figure out wait is this actually stopping me or is it just an excuse i don't have a studio do close-up videos if you're not comfortable showing your space right Mm -hmm. there's so many ways that we're like okay what can I do instead right what do I have what do I have or what can I use or what can I borrow or what can I figure out Mm -hmm. you know I like I was like I don't have the money for professional headshots so I asked a friend I said hey I've got a rinky dink camera do you want to go to a studio and we'll mess around and take photos and I'll get on Lightroom on my phone and edit them. Guess what? They look great. They look great. And it was fun. (laughs) And, you know, maybe one day, yeah, I'll have the money for professional photos. But until then, I made it work. And I actually had a lot of fun doing it. So there are ways to get past the excuse of, I can't, I don't have. Well, they have. It's easier for them. Recognize where that is an excuse. Well, I don't have the money for this. What can we do instead? Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't have the money for that fancy studio. Then okay, you're going to get fine. scrappy. 
And you're gonna get. I love that you're gonna get scrappy. You're gonna get. You're gonna scrappy. figure it out. You didn't have a big this big. Your studio is so beautiful. Thank but you. you didn't have that for a long time. You no, were in a much I had smaller a, studio. I had a desk in my bedroom for the majority of my art career. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like so. It's I just think that it's so easy for the social media to get on and be like, well, look, you have the money to mm-hmm. get that big studio. Mm-hmm. Everything right? looks so much more glamorous than it actually is. Grass is greener. The paint is brighter on the other side. I don't mm-hmm. know. But <laughs> it's just so easy to let that financial excuse be what stops you from getting started. I just, you know, I didn't have a microphone and I had just a laptop. I didn't even have a nice phone back then when I started this business. And I worked and I figured it out. And guess what? The business, that investment I made returned into me having the money to buy a phone or buy the computer or what I needed. But you have to invest in that. So don't let that stop you. Don't let the fact you don't have this equipment or that. When you you. are feeling the financial pressure from your art business, maybe you haven't made a painting sale in forever and you're like, I really, really need a new phone so I can take better pictures. It's, you have to make your list of priorities. Like, what do you have that you that does work? And versus what is really needed versus what I think I need, right? And that's once I good point. made that difference in, in thinking, I was like, okay, I was about to buy a new microphone for for Twitch, but instead I'm going to save that, you know, a hundred or so dollars and I'm going to be put it towards a new phone fund and I'm going to pick up my second job and walk a couple of dogs and then be able to get that within the next month. Right. So you, you make your priorities. You and get then scrappy. You get scrappy. <laughs> and, you know, maybe when you get that new phone, it launches you to be able to make new, fo- better pictures online, which, you know, makes things easier for you to create with but you you use what you got until you can upgrade your everything and the secret is is that the upgrades never stop you're never going to have all the things that you want that make it great and you're like the studio is finally perfect and everything's done and I don't have to make money for upgrades anymore but that's just not true things break (laughs) (laughs) you run out of memory right now is is an ipad yeah I'm like I have two computers why do you need an ipad I can tell you all the reasons I need an iPad. I feel like if you are, yeah, you're going into content creation, the bare bones of what you need is a cell phone. And most of you already have that. If you have a cell phone that has a camera, even if the camera is within the last, I don't know, four or five years of being made, that's enough. People don't really care if your, your photo quality is, is, is shit, honestly, as long as your authenticity is coming through, right? If you're if your photos you're taking like you try to get them the natural light, you try to get a good backdrop and you take a picture but you write a caption that's heartfelt, you're in your stories, you're engaging, that's it's going to be fine. It's yeah, going to be fine absolutely. until you And there's can. tons of free there's tons of free like um tools out there so for many you free to tools. use. CapCut is mm-hmm. a fantastic free uh video editing tool. It's perfect. If you know, if you find like making reels in Instagram mm-hmm. is kind of frustrating, because it make is. it. Yeah. <laughs> no. You can make it in something like CapCut. It's mm-hmm. much much easier to do. If you are wanting to edit graphics, 
Canva free version Canva. of that will save you a life if you need to make cover things, anything. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. There are free websites. I don't love them for you just because I know that they're not as uh, seamless. But if you're in a spot where you're like, I need a free website, mm-hmm. there are free versions. Like Wix has a free version mm-hmm. of the website that you can use until you're at a point where you can upgrade. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's different things that you can do to get scrappy and to make it work. I also want to say that artists feel like sometimes you're like, oh, I just like, I have to figure out so many things. But here's the thing. Artists are so naturally disposed to problem solving. Mm -hmm. And we forget that. We forget that as artists, we really have, do have a lot of self-motivation and problem solving because at the core, at the root of being an artist is that we feel like we have something to share that the world doesn't have and we need to fix that problem. We need to share with the world this type of artwork. We want them to see that. It's a type of problem solving. So, and you know, how are we going to do that? We're going to go to art school. We're going to do this. We're going to self-teach. You know, if you are an artist and an entrepreneur and you have your own brand and you have your own business, you are so much better at problem solving than you're giving yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so if you're saying then, oh, I can't, I can't make a lot of content because I don't have a nice video camera. I guarantee you, you can figure it out. You got this. You can do it. You can figure, you can absolutely figure it out. You figured out everything else so far. You're Mm -hmm. very good at problem solving. And we need to give ourselves a little bit more credit than that. (laughs) So I, but I love the, you know, just get, get scrappy and figure it out. Scrappy. But the the other side of the thing is, is the financial concern of taking away the time. We touched Mm -hmm. on this in the last episode about distraction, but if we're talking about taking away the time from artwork in a financial sense, not in a purpose-driven sense of being like, oh, I want to be, you know, I'm going to be distracted. I want to be fully focused. We're talking about the time that Mm -hmm. it takes me to make artwork equals revenue for me at the end of the day. If you're taking away my time to go do content, it's less time for me to try and make that revenue. And a lot of artists struggle with that. Mm Mm-hmm. But, Mm -hmm. but the investment long term that social media marketing and building your audience online will have for your artwork, I guarantee you will be tenfold. It multiplies for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. The, the biggest issue we see within, in this instance is that artists, um, you know, and rightfully so, like I completely understand it, struggle to see the long-term payout of the marketing of social media. And it is long-term. Building mm-hmm. an audience does not happen overnight. And mm-hmm. if it does happen overnight, it's not a real audience, right? If overnight you get 10,000 more followers because you have a reel that went viral, that's cool, but are they are they just fans off of that reel or are they fans of you and your brand? Is that going to return your followers? So sometimes we we equate, you know, quick like overnight success with a, a viral reel, which can happen with return revenue. And that's not always the case. It really is the fans that you build up over time. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who are going to return revenue. Those are the ones who are 
you know, I teach that we have followers and they turn into fans and we have to funnel those fans into clients and then we funnel those into returning patrons. So those are the, the returning patrons are the ones who support you no matter what you do, right? They're just hungry to support you and we love that. But the amount of those people, you might have five. That's true. But, <laughs> right? But you have 6,000 followers. But it doesn't matter because you have 10 clients and you have five rabid followers and those equal enough money that you are successful. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to, but we have to build a strong following and a strong audience that we can then trickle down into those those diehard followers. And that takes time and it takes investment of of you. You have to give up that financial investment of your time to build those followers because you can have, like we said earlier, you can have a studio full of gorgeous artwork, but if you didn't build, if you didn't invest in an audience, who's going to buy it? Who's going to buy it? it's all alone no one so it's yeah it's definitely something to to think about it's not for the faint of heart Mm -hmm. I don't think being an entrepreneur is for the faint of heart I think if you um realize you're like this is really hard you're not alone it's so hard you're not not alone it's worth it you have you have Stephanie every week to encourage you (laughs) on brushwork here here for you (laughs) <laughs> but it is it is time. But, you know, even listening to this this podcast, like this is the number two, like they're listening to this. All your listeners have invested time into their education, which is going to return revenue for them because they're going to take what they've learned here and maybe implement it in a new way that might save them money or make them money. So all the time you spend in education, the time you spend investing in your audience, the time you're making content, it all is investments that we have to be willing to put in and let grow so that we return on it. Friends and foes, that's been Brittany Torres (laughs) laying down the facts. so good (laughs) oh wow it's it's not it's not it's not easy I I will say it is not easy to to let go of the control of of that investment time because Mm -hmm. you, you don't know you don't have that guarantee but that is what being an entrepreneur is is that you are attempting trying putting yourself out there and the best thing you can do is make investments and see it grow. And if you're making investments in an audience and it's not growing, you don't see a return after a while, pull out that investment, put it somewhere else, right? Be you're, You are an artist, but you're also a business owner. So being financially aware, having financial concerns, it is okay. But don't let that stop you. Don't let that be the reason you're not getting on social you're not creating yeah. content i need you i need you to create i want to see what you're making yes Please. absolutely <laughs> we want to cheer you on don't let these reasons stop you it's okay to be aware of them mm-hmm. identify them and, and overcome and overcome <laughs> make solutions 
build the bridge, whatever metaphor we need over here to get you to go <laughs> make content. But I, I have seen the self-professed, you know, artists who are self-professed, oh, I don't know how to do any of this social media stuff. And I have seen them do a 180 and create content, make good content and get sales off of social media or get into shows or whatever it is that they're pursuing. I've seen it happen. So I I can't have anyone tell me now like, oh, it's not worth it or I can't do it or something. I'm like, I've seen people who are like, nope, no social media for me, completely <laughs> do a 180. You know, my my client who's like, I don't want to be on social. I don't know how to do Instagram. She now has a fully booked three-year online course. Ugh. That's which so cool. Most of the selling happens over social media. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Know? But it took time. It, it took time. investment and it took patience and um, quite a bit of effort. You know, that, that investment really returned really well. And I just see it over and over and over. Um, you know, and the investment that you put into your followers, you put out this, this podcast, you put out beautiful content, like you put out a lot of engagement. And you receive beautiful engagement back. You've built a wonderful relationship with your audience that has been absolutely worth the time and effort you put into it. It's been a couple years of you reshaping, mm -hmm. rebranding, doing website audits, figuring out your podcasts. Like it's been an investment, but you've built such a strong foundation that you can only go up from here. And it's what a good out. feeling as an artist. It feels is, great, right? y'all. <laughs> So we're all we're all looking to you now. No big That's deal. Easy. No pressure. It's fine. Y'all, I hope you uh I hope you get back into making content for social media because of this episode and the last one. And if you have any questions for for Brittany or I or you have another reason why you're not getting into making content and we haven't covered it today somehow, um <laughs> you should send it to us in a message. Brittany, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. It's always so nice to like be here on Brushwork Pod yeah. and get to talk to artists, but also get to talk to you. And I think it's just so cool to be a part of a community and to be a part of your platform that is about inspiring, but it's about educating artists in their craft. Because like we've said, usually people just get tossed out into the world and say go make art good luck and they're not given the how goodbye and resources <laughs> kick them out of the nest bye-bye <laughs> resources like this podcast are so invaluable as artists and I hope it just keeps blowing up and getting shared because it's so needed in today's world of artists trying to learn how to be online but doing it with confidence and, and creating a path for them to confidently walk down like that's what you're doing here you're paving the way Oh, thanks, Brittany. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm trying hard, and I'm glad it's coming through. <laughs> You're doing great. Thanks. Um, where can uh, where can people find you here on the internet? People can find me on Instagram at the dot social atelier. Perfect. You can find me at stephaniescott.art if you want to see my personal work, or at Brushwork Pod um, over on Instagram. I'm now also on YouTube. If you're listening to this episode you should give us a thumbs up or a five star or a, a review or whatever the platform is subscribe now um <laughs> everything and 
everything and anything. <laughs> I would appreciate it because it helps me reach more artists and that would be sweet. Um, I hope you have a great day. Make good choices, everyone. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.